Welcome and good morning to our God's Word for Today devotional. And this morning we will start our devotional in the book of Romans in the New Testament, Romans chapter 1. And let it be that this book will strengthen our grasp of our faith and our love unto the Lord as this is one of the foundational book where we can learn how the gospel has been presented by Paul so that we'll be able to grasp of what it means to believe in Christ and to be secured because of the faith and the promise of the gospel. So let me read to us Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 7 for our introductory in this book, and we can learn from Paul, who is the author of this book, or is in this epistle. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship, to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Christ. For all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Unlike the practice of writing today, writing hard copies of letters or by email, the old practice during the time of Paul, during their time, is that the author will have to disclose of who he is first. Unlike today, when the author or the writer of the letter will have to sign the letter at the end of his letter. But here, as it's letter that Paul has written, he wrote 13 of them, he started himself by introducing that he is the servant of Christ Jesus and an apostle. Paul begins this identification as a servant of Jesus Christ. And that word means a bond servant, a dolos. It comes from the word dolos from the original in Greek. And it means someone who had sold himself into slavery to another person. And many times it means a slave perpetually or indefinitely. So he is a slave of Christ. He is owned by Christ. He referred himself as somebody who be, does not have a right of his own, but all his rights and privileges belong to somebody and the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, being a dolos of somebody was not strange during the Roman Empire because Many people during the Roman uh, Empire or during the Roman uh, rule, they are slaves to somebody. Uh, many of them are professionals like doctors and a lot of them, even though they have that kind of status, that they are educated, they belong to somebody. So it just that mean that they, they belong to somebody as Jesus expressed himself of who he belongs. So 
if we ask ourselves, to whom I belong, who owns me? Now, many people who are very independent and very strong in their conviction that they are self-made men, they always believe that they belong to nobody. They can dictate their lives as they wish because nobody controls them. I am the captain of my life. I am the owner of my life. I'm a driver of my life and believing that nobody owns them. But there's no such thing as nobody owns a person's life because in the Bible, if a person is not under Christ, he's enslaved by sin. He's enslaved by the slavery of sin. So Paul just expressed himself who owns him here. And then he moved on to say that He's also as an apostle. He is somebody who is sent by another to represent him and his authority. An apostle it just means a sent one. So that he would speak with the authority of Christ himself. So Paul was like the 12 disciples whom Jesus called apostles later on. And Paul also express himself as he begins writing this letter in order for people to know that he is a messenger of the gospel. And being a messenger of the gospel is not a new thing because it has been promised by God long ago as written by the prophets according to Galatians 3, 7 to 9. Jesus was born because of a fulfillment of the prophecy. The gospel or the good news is about Jesus. A descendant of David in the flesh as he explained here. So Jesus is truly a man descending from there. From, from David. So he's a descendant of David in the flesh. But Paul also recognized that he would sit on the throne of Israel forever. He is the king. And Paul has recognized that the Vedic covenant that God covenanted with King David in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 to 16. So when Jesus the Messiah was born, it was the fulfillment of the Vedic covenant. God promised to David that there will be a king after him that would sit the throne of David forever. And there's no other apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the son of David. Jesus was declared also to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. That's why he is the Lord. Jesus' resurrection from the death to life proves that he was more than just a man. He is the son of God. He is God himself. That event, that resurrection particularly, predicted by Jesus himself, has established that he was in fact the son of God. So Jesus is not only a descendant of David by the flesh, but because of his resurrection, he proves himself that he is more than a man also. He is God. And we believe 
that God in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ is not only one nature, but two natures. Jesus has two natures. He is truly man, 100%, and he's truly God, 100% in one person, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the mystery. Great is the mystery that God became flesh and dwell among us. And that's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. All has received grace. According to him here, he received grace. And as well as his apostleship. So he received this status of being a servant of God, being an apostle, not because he was better than anybody else, when in fact he was worse, because he was a sinner, he was a murderer. But God gave him the grace. Grace means unmerited favor. So he reiterated that because of this grace and because of his apostleship, he has the authority to speak on Christ's behalf. Paul has been sent by Christ for his name and honor unto the obedience of faith. Clearly, he was sent in order to proclaim the gospel so that people will believe and be brought back and reconciled to God. Clearly, his mission was not in order for people to obey the law of Moses. He was not sent by Christ to get people to obey the law. He fulfilled already the law for us. Christ is the fulfillment of the law. It was for the gospel that when a person will repent of his sin and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he will be saved because salvation is a free gift from God. And he is commissioned that this gospel will be preached and proclaimed among all the nations. So Paul has the unique mission given to him directly by Jesus, and he has to carry this in order to preach the good news of salvation unto the all unto the whole world especially to the non-Jewish peoples of the world, and including Rome, the, the, the people in Rome themselves. In other words, Paul expressed that the gospel is for everyone, not just for a select few. Now, in this long introduction of Paul, when in fact, of the 13 letters that Paul had written, this is the longest in his introduction. He reiterated here about the importance of the gospel that he received this apostleship in order to proclaim the gospel to everyone, not only to the Jew, but even to the Greeks, even to the non-Jewish speaking people. It means that he has the obligation to proclaim the word to the world the gospel. The, the gospel should be spread throughout the whole world. Now, if we reflect this to our lives today, I hope that we will be encouraged, be like Paul. How do we identify ourselves? What titles we would like to be referred unto? I hope that like Paul, we are not 
embarrassed. We are not ashamed to call ourselves servants of Jesus. And we are going to re represent here his name. Yes, Paul has a unique calling to being a servant and an apostle unto the Gentiles. But each of us also has this um, identity that we are lights, salt and light in this world. We are servant to the king, great king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And let us not shun ourselves to be called a servant of God. Let it be that this would be our desire to serve God because of the salvation that we receive in, from him. We want to serve him, don't we? So let it be that in this introduction, we have learned how we should identify ourselves, just like Paul. May God bless us. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word today. And help us, Lord, to be like Paul. That we will posture ourselves as your servants. That we are going to fulfill your will and your word and to obey you as a servant should do before his master. That we should not claim of anything as of our own, but we belong to you. You, you have the right and the authority over our lives because you bought us with a price. And thank you that this morning we can, we can just exalt you of what you did to us by dying at the cross in order that we can, we will we, have this salvation, this gospel, this free and unmerited favor that we can be saved because of what Christ has done at the cross. Lord, thank you so much for the gospel because of the commitment of Paul to bring this gospel unto the Gentiles in the history Sometime in the future, we hear the gospel and many of us had the opportunity and the privilege to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And let it be that we'll be also a channel of the gospel that will be able to share the gospel also to, to others, Lord, before the Lord Jesus Christ come again. In his name we pray. Amen.